Hello, and welcome to the Skeptics Chronicle. We aim to make the mystical arts accessible to all. So whether you are a new baby witch, a wizened crone, or a skeptic through and through, we hope you find this podcast informative and entertaining. Um, this is Liz Whitaker, Divination Station Tarot and Rising Goddess Metaphysical Shop. And, and with me, this is Jillian Wokoyak. I am um, the owner and operator of the Smell of Fear Candle Company. And I also uh, do a little bit of um, adjuncting during the uh, fall and spring semesters. Excellent. So we are coming to you today. First off, uh, we are going to talk about what media we are consuming. Uh, so Jillian, what have you been what have you been consuming lately? So I've actually had a little bit of extra time to do stuff. And so what I've done is pack it chock full of as many binge watches as I've been able to squeeze in. Um, I've watched a couple of movies. The standouts to me, I finally, I don't know if anyone's heard of it, The Squid Game. I guess it was a real popular thing. Um, so I, I watched that. I finally binged that. And then um, Archive 81. And I, I just saw something pop up about that. Yeah, so. I just finished that one yesterday. That one was pretty cool. I, it's a slow burn. It's got little elements of sci-fi mm -hmm. and some time travel. So it was really, really interesting. It definitely hooks you in. Slow burny though, so it might not be for everybody, but I definitely really enjoyed it. So those were my two kind of standout binge watches. Awesome. And what do you think about uh, Squid Game? I haven't watched it yet. So what what are your thoughts on Squid Game? Would you recommend it to me? I would. Um, I have, I love Korean horror um, because they really sort of, um, it's not, so it, it's, it's gory and it's gross and it's definitely very scary, but there's also this really, really good character development skill that they seem to have. So um, like, uh, uh, what was that movie? Train to Busan. It just, you you were hooked in with these characters and as gory and as gross and as scary as it was, I was also crying at the end because it was just so moving. And so Squid Game was kind of like that too. It completely ties you in and like draws you into these characters. And so towards the end of it, you definitely feel for the people that um, went through everything that they went through. So yeah, I think I would recommend it. All right. Yeah. Um, I have had a little bit more time as well. Had some snow days. Um, if you aren't aware, we do record at Buffalo, New York. Uh, so we did have some have some winter snow winter snow days. Um, I so I was binging some Law and Order Criminal Intents. Oh, um, I have the Peacock app on my okay. Fire Stick, so I just went to the Law and Order that I haven't watched. Okay, three times over. So yeah, those are very comfy. Mm -hmm. Those are as as much as you can say that about a gritty crime drama, but they're for whatever reason they're kind of a, a food crime drama. Yes. So I have been binging that. And I've also been listening to the Southern Book Club's Guide to Vampire Slay to Slaying Vampires. Such a good one. So good. I love Grady Hendrix. So good. Yeah. So good. I love Grady Hendrix too. And uh last podcast on the left, mm -hmm. they did an interview. Oh. And it was now I know why, like, I love his writing oh, so okay. much. I have to listen to that. Yeah. Yeah. His writing is so, you think it's going to be light and like, maybe like when I, you know, Southern Book Club's Guide, I thought, oh, this is going to be campy and kitschy. And there's an element of that. But oh my gosh, does he get dark? Yeah. And, like really genuinely yeah. scary. Can I, if I can just say attic scene, 
Okay, I'm about three hours into the book. We haven't okay. had the attic scene yet. Okay, so so everything's still kind of building. We're getting all yeah. the characters, and like you kind of you know at this point, like you know who's a vampire, you, at least one. Yeah, yeah, right. So I'm really enjoying that, and that's that's been what what I've been consuming. So. Nice, yeah. I've also um, there was another uh, again. I don't know if anybody's heard of it, Dexter. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Never, never watched that before. So I'm, uh, I just started season four. I started watching Dexter. I got a few episodes in and just something was a little, I think it was the camera angles and I'm not usually one to, you know, critique cinematography and things like that. But some of the camera angles in the first couple episodes were bizarre. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no one is looking at another, like a situation like this. Like right. it's really like, it's either like below and like to the left. Yeah. Or like about that opening pool scene in the first episode. Yeah. First time I, I tried Dexter years ago when it first came out, I got two episodes in. I'm like, I do not like this. I didn't. And I wasn't interested. And then some friends are like, you know, they extolled the virtues of it. And I'm like, well, I've got to give another chance. And now I'm completely hooked, but you have to go into it with sort of the right, mindset right. like I kind of I wanted something that again light and easy like <laughs> as murderous and gory as it is I, I'm just a very weird person but yeah yes. for me it's kind of, and it it's very sort of soap opera-y and it's very dramatic and it's very over the top and if you're not expecting that like whatever mindset I was in the first time I was not into it at all yeah I can I can definitely see that yeah some of those angles and I've read the a couple of the books yeah oh in that first episode too the the um the dialogue is so hokey and one-linery and it's like, oh my gosh, like, ugh, ugh. I can't think of any examples right now, of course, but it was just so like, just talk, like, just like, no one says that. Not that anyone's doing a lot of the other things that are happening in the, but it's like, yeah. come on. Yeah. So, all right. So if you have any recommendations for us, uh, you can email them to us and that email is skeptics chronicle pod at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you so moving on to our topic uh, after the first of the year everybody talks about uh, new year's resolutions and setting intentions and how do i get what i want this year so we're going to tackle manifestation so jillian manifestation what do you what do you know about it what do you think you know about it Talk to me about about what you know. All right. Well, it's definitely sort of seems like a uh, like a, a popular word right now. So a lot of people talking about it that maybe you might not have heard them saying, "Oh, manifest it. I'm going to manifest something." And it seems very kind of thrown around super casually. So for me, it just the thing I think of: if you think it, it will come. Right. So whatever you put out into the world, that is what is going to come back to you. So that's kind of what I think about when I think of the word manifestation, like mm-hmm. making something happen in the cauldron of your mind and then having it kind of occur in real life. Right. So if you put a bunch of like um, dog poop and horrible things into your cauldron, then unfortunately, bad things will come back to you. But if you put good things and wonderful things, then then potentially that will come back to you. So kind of like if you think it, it will come. That, yeah, that's kind of where. I'm at it from the skepticals pers- or skepticals, <laughs> the skeptics perspective of manifestation. So do you think that your mind itself can make things happen? I think 
I'd like to think that it can. Um, as somebody with horrible anxiety and always thinking the worst of everything, it's kind of a frightening thought because I have like irrational fears of like staircases, right? So if, if, if I manifest everything I think that's going to happen every time I walk down a set of stairs, that's not a good manifestation. So I don't want to think that if I think it, it will come on that. But potentially, whereas if I stay positive, then it will help me stay motivated and that it will help me, you know, bring something to me that I want to do. But it's kind of like the planets have to align. Like if I think it, it's not just going to make it happen. You know what I mean? Yes. And I, that's kind of exactly it. It's not just you think it once and it's going to happen. Uh, I, I know there are a few different kinds of manifestation and I think it's, you know, being thrown around TikTok right now, Very much. The, you know, the manifestation, um, well, there are a few different types. So there's the three, six, nine manifestation and that works on like Tesla numbers. Okay. So you basically write something down three times in the morning three times in the afternoon and then nine times at night. Okay. And what is the magic behind the numbers? So those are the Tesla's like magic numbers, Okay. like nine, six, three. Those all have magic, magical implications. Oh, as an English major, anything with numbers is completely, I know there's a Fibonacci guy apparently. Yeah. yeah I, I, I've heard tell, but, and Tesla, I know, um, it's an electric car and he was a really cool guy that created a cool electricity <laughs> and he liked pigeons. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He did really like pigeons. Yeah. But back to three, six, nine. Yeah. <laughs> so in the morning you write down your man, what you want three times and you write, you know, who are you, where are you going? So it's, there's a lot of techniques that I use when I do, when I'm with my coaching clients, Okay. but you're doing it with yourself. So okay. you're basically, kind of Socratic methoding yourself. Okay. Afternoon, you write down that same manifestation six times at night, nine times. So with that, you are putting it into the world exponentially. Okay. And you get into it and you figure out, you know, it's a power of repetition, micro habits. Okay. I know that's, you know, a huge buzzword right now too. Yeah. Uh, micro habits. And affirmations, prompts, manifestation. Once, and this is from from a workbook that we that I've been working out of. You must believe these affirmation, prompts, and manifestations. Once the belief becomes a complete conviction, your life will begin to change. So that is three six nine method. So you are committing to create your own reality. You are committing to, and not only thinking you want something, but committing to that happening. Okay. So there's a psychological component as well, right? So you're just, you absolutely are, because if you stay in that sort of, I can't do this, I can't do this, I can't do this headspace. You won't. Right. Exactly. If you get into that headspace where you can do that, like, that's the first step. Okay. And you convince yourself you can. So when you convince yourself it's going to happen you will notice yourself behaving differently. Okay. In regards to that behavior, so then is there a chance that it could suddenly become something toxic? If I keep, if it becomes that 
where does it go into sort of not necessarily narcissism, but like sort of that toxic positivity? So toxic positivity is not addressing any of the things that have held you back in the, in the past. So we'll say, I want to manifest, um, a writing job or writing career. And I've never put the work into it. Mm -hmm. So how would I get it if I'm not putting the work into it? If I commit myself to, you know, I'm going to get these writing jobs. I'm going to write for this magazine. I'm going to write for this publication. I'm going to be published. So I've gone, even in that statement, I've gone from this like idea, this kernel that I could do to I'm being published. So toxic positivity is not addressing the things that are holding me back and just saying, looking on the bright side, right? Like there's, I can do this. Yeah, I can do this. There's no, there's, it's not a question of whether I can do it. It's what's holding me back from doing it. So the toxic positivity takes away some of that psychological component. Okay. Uh, maybe there's, you know, seasonal depression. Maybe there's work stress, you know, maybe there's actual things going on, healing trauma, resolving trauma, Mm -hmm. pushing, trying to push through and just writing without addressing some of that, you're not going to get the uh, resilience. It's it's, it's going to kind of fade. It's not really going to be there. It's not going to stick. So yeah, toxic positivity is ignoring all that. Um, there's another form that I have been working on. It's called scripting. And this actually took me a little while because I didn't understand it. And so now I, this is another type of manifestation. Yes. Scripting. Yeah. Okay. Scripting. So and I would look it up and I'm like, and the only thing that, that you really have to do is write as if it's already happening. Okay. So think of, and I, the way I do it is, so think of, you know, if you ever had a diary when you were a kid mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, today I did this. I script like that. Like okay. I would like, I finished my article. Okay. I finished my research. I finished this. I sent this off. So I am writing as if it's already happened. And will that in a sense hold you more accountable? Yes. It okay. holds you accountable and it will subconsciously override some blockages. Okay. I found that's what that does for me. Affirmations don't, don't quite sit as well with me as that. But as soon as I like scripting clicked, now I can move forward with that. Okay. Almost something like, um, I do tend to make lists when I can focus enough to make a list. Yeah. I'll make a list. And someone suggested, Put the things you've already done on the list when you're making the list, because then you have more things to check off and you automatically feel more accomplished. That almost sounds a little bit like that scripting. So yes. it's like, you know what I mean? It's done. And then you can just go, oh, look, I can, I wrote that it's done. That it just seems to like set it into stone or something. And that is, it, it's tricking your brain into, the, into positivity instead of looking, in, instead of overwhelm. Because when you write your list, and I'm sure you're like, you know, all of us where I'm going to write a priority list and there's 17 things on that priority list for the day. Yeah. 17 things are not a priority. Right. Up to three. 
But when you write that list and you write down some of the things you've already done or that you are in the middle of or you know you're going to knock out anyway, putting them on the list automatically gets you ahead of the game. Nice. And it, instead of like, where do I start? You've already started. Yeah. So it kind of takes away that uh, paralysis, that oh, analysis, analysis paralysis. paralysis. I suffer from that chronically, chronically. So that can, again, the, do you find that works for you starting off with? I do. Again, when I can focus enough to make a list, yeah. it absolutely does. So I think going forward, every time I sit down to make a list, the first thing on that list should be make a list. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Check. Check. I love it. So with that manifestation, you are writing as if it's already happened. And okay. then you kind of feel it. So it's not just the writing it. This is where that conviction part comes in. And it's almost like a like a placebo effect in a way. Yeah. So you can feel it. You can, what would that feel like? And I, you, I let myself feel what that would be like. Okay. So again, it's it's propelling me with that with that positive emotion instead of the stress of, you know, I need to I need to write it, I need to do it. So if I start off with a you know topic and I it's, it's already done. Yeah, I just have to fill in the blanks. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You're writing the screenplay of the movie that you want to live. Yes, I wonder if that's why it's called scripting. I bet uh. it is. <laughs> I bet it is. Um, and the last one I want to talk about is vision boards. So when I say okay. vision boards, what do you, I think of Pinterest, Pinterest is like one giant, everybody's vision board. That's just verbal or like visual <laughs> diarrhea out in the world. And I've, I've done Pinterest. I've, and I, but I tell you the thing with Pinterest is I will, or I did, I haven't gone on there in ages, but when you're on Pinterest, you put a bunch of stuff and this looks great. And this, and everything looks great in the moment. Right. I can tell you honestly, I never went back to a single thing I ever pinned. I never made any of those recipes. I never wore any of those outfits. I never did any of those activities with my daughter, <laughs> like nothing. So, so vision board um, can potentially be good. Um, I guess, yeah, I, yeah, it sounds great in theory if, if you can use it and make it work for you. Were you actually putting practical real life things you know what i mean like the pinterest again that's like a weird sort of ephemeral out there in the it pinterest almost seems more like when you want people to see what you're made of as opposed to just like that typical social media it's like never anybody's real kind of but if you're doing a vision board and you're putting ideas for the future that you want to see for yourself then i think that that's potentially something a bit more genuine a bit more um for you a bit more usable Right. Yeah. And I, I love what you, did, what you said with Pinterest because I definitely have many Pinterest boards with many, many pins. Mm -hmm. And so vision boards to me, um, again, this one doesn't work necessarily for me, but I have seen it motivate people. I have seen it I have seen it work. I have seen people really, and again, it's their focus. Mm -hmm. Some people are very visual. And they like to see the pictures. Mm -hmm. They have to see that picture to make it so they are stay on track. Um, when I worked in collections ages ago, one of the motivation tactics was, you know, put a pit, you know, put up 
something that you're working towards in our like in our cube okay so some people would put up a picture of a house or a car or a guitar whatever they were working for mm -hmm. so that was to motivate us to you know, smile dial make bonus checks oh boy gosh, that's that's a whole nother that's another episode <laughs> so vision boards like when I think about it, you know, I think of the scissors and the and the glue stick and like the old poster school, board. Cutting yes. it out of old magazines, right? Yeah. So with and I think with that, you are applying a little bit more of your like your it's it's you're moving. They're more moving parts. You're okay. seeing it. You're making you're you're picking the picture. You're looking through it. You're looking through you know, five magazines before you find something and then you find it and you cut it out and you apply it. And it's that labor of love. Okay. But now everything is so digital. So can you still do like, can I do a vision board on Canva? Like, is that going to have the same effect as if, uh, it might. Yeah. It might. Okay. I do have a bunch of magazines out, out, out in the shop. If you want to grab a glue stick and some scissors. Well, that would be a lot of fun. <laughs> And glitter, I will admit, I, I did put some glitter glue up. Yeah, yeah, without bling, I mean, seriously, you got to have a little pizzazz. So, and again, some people are those visual people. They yeah. want to see that. They want to, you know, apply that and something to look at to remind them. Okay. So I think this all comes down to how your brain works. Do you, are you, do you learn by writing? Like, do you have to take notes mm -hmm. to get it to stick? Is it something that you can kind of write down and imagine, or is it something that you need to see? Okay. So I think manifestation works when you are committed mm -hmm. to the change, mm -hmm. and that change is kind of within those realm, within your realm okay. to reach. And I'm not saying, you know, think small, think big, but you also have to be willing to take the steps necessary. So if I wanted, you know, a, if I wanted a, a brand new job and, you know, I wanted a whatever HR manager position and I put that into reality mm -hmm. and I work towards that and I get a job offer in Oregon, mm -hmm. you know, I have to be willing to accept that I may have to move. Right. So it, it's all kind of that monkey's paw thing too. be careful. Oh, yeah, be careful what you're putting out there. Sure. Because once you do kind of commit to that, mm -hmm. you're going to see things change, you're going to see things happen. And with the, you know, especially with the scripting and the 369 manifestation, you will find yourself, you know, taking action and doing things that will put you on the path to make it happen. Right. But it comes down to doing so. Um, getting it away from the toxic, so the toxic positivity, it's almost where like it never really leaves your head, where it's just sort of this thing. It's just, oh, I'm great. I'm fine. Everything is good. Everything is great. When you're not doing any of like, bring it back to like psychology terms, you're not doing any of that like cognitive behavioral or cognitive processing and actually like doing to, to get to that end goal. You're not, you're not putting forth any of the work and you're not creating any lasting change to then achieve the things that you want to achieve. Yes. Lasting okay. change. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that is manifestation. So new year, new manifestations. Um, are you working on, an, are you working on manifesting anything this year? I, 
I feel like I did a lot of my manifesting at the end of last year and I'm seeing it come to fruition now. So um, like when you talked about writing, there was a piece that um, I wanted to get published. So I started writing it right around thank in November and I kind of started and I put it away and I'm, you know, I hold my writing really close. It rarely leaves my brain and gets on to any sort of visual medium, which is interesting. So, but I really wanted to do it. And I thought, you know, okay, if I can do it little by little, if I can write a little bit, write it, edit it, write it, edit mm -hmm. it. And then um, when it was time to submit it, I almost chickened out, but I submitted it. And then I found out uh, just after the first of the year that it was accepted for publication. So um, I, I feel like I did those manifesting things. I did it with my, um, my business. I did it with school. So um, for whatever reason, the past few weeks have been, there's been a lot of good news and like a lot of things happening. But I do feel that manifestation piece was definitely a part of it because I put a lot of work in for the back half of 2021. That's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. I'm excited for that to come out. Um, I am manifesting. So one of the things that I'm manifesting is, so I do run a metaphysical shop in Buffalo. I am manifesting a larger upgraded space. So oh, that's okay. Yeah. So you're working on the manifesting now. Yes. Do you have a time frame? Like, do you do that with your manifestation? Do you say, okay, in six months I'm going to, in one year I'm going to, where are you at with that? I have never really been good with time. Oh, okay. So I am trying to work that in because I think part of the reason why things didn't really, you know, coalesce for me mm -hmm. was because I didn't have that time frame. I didn't have that in mind yeah. because that's not really how my brain works. Okay. But when I do, um, so the time frame is June to July. Okay. So that's awesome. Have you started looking at spaces, checking out locations you want to potentially move to? We have, yeah. So That's the cool. owner and myself have, have been. So we're, and we set out what we wanted and vision, you know, did some visioning with that. So now we are putting it and trusting the universe to uh, make that happen. That's awesome. Well, I'm eager to see the progress and how it goes. All right. So I would say just to close, um, some resources for this. There's definitely tons of planners that have affirmations available. Project 369, um, Keys to the Universe is a really good kind of workbook. Um, Afira Nefertiti has a manifestation book as well. If you hold one moment, I will get the name of that. Okay. And she goes over, yes, so this is uh, Manifestation Journal Magic, Guided 369, 555 and scripting to manifest your dreams. And that is by a local witch, Ephra Nefertiti Fareed. So that's another outlet to find resources on manifestation. That's um, awesome. You can always, always do a quick Google. And so what we'll do, um, we can have the resources that we mentioned in the show notes absolutely for this week. And then when we touch base at the next time, um, I am going to take a look at these resources and not to say my manifestation is done because there are plenty of things that I still want to achieve this year. So I'm going to see if I can't put a couple of these things into practice and we can touch on it real quick next time I'd love and to. see what, what, what I did. Yeah. All right. And so we are closing here and check us out. Uh, we have our Facebook page, Skeptics Chronicle Facebook page. Again, email us with any topic you want us to touch on. 
And next time we're going to be talking about pop culture witchcraft. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> so join us. Um, I'm going to say next month. All right. Say next month. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll pencil that in tentatively. Make sure we have a working eraser. Always keep posted. Again, check the social media, Instagram, Facebook page uh, to keep uh, up to date with us. Excellent. Yes. Thank you so much. And we'll talk to you soon. Have a good day.